0: Athlete, parent, or spouse, because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 11, entitled Winning the Mental Game, which is also the title of our new book, Winning the Mental Game, The Playbook for Building Championship Mindsets. In this season, we are about bringing you real-life stories from our clients, things that we've wrestled with to help them understand, how do I deliver my best when it's really difficult? When I need to win my mental game and I'm struggling, what do I do? And so in the Selking Performance Group, we are all about helping individuals, teams, and organizations understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership, right? So leadership being how do we build the system, mindset, how do we train ourselves and individuals inside of that system to deliver when it matters. And so again, from the locker room to the boardroom, so from the sport space to the business space, what are some of those challenges that our clients have wrestled with and how can we share some insights and in how we've coached them to think differently to indeed win that mental game when it's mattered most in their lives. And so today in episode two, we're going to be looking at, we got to be aware of, before we enhance. And that really takes us into chapter number one of the book, but more importantly, play number one of the mental performance playbook, was which is awareness. Because again, we have to be aware before we can enhance, before we can move forward. We have to know what's going on inside of us, what's going on around us, so that we can make necessary adjustments to show up and deliver our best when it matters, to maybe make these minor adjustments that allow us to position ourselves a little bit differently or in a nuanced way that can, again, help us or help those around us really unleash what's inside of us to do what we want to do. Which is win the moment, right? And listen, if it were easy, everybody would do it. If it were easy to win moments, to be your best self on a consistent basis, everybody would do it. But in order to do that, we have to train our mental game. We have to win our mental game because I firmly believe that in order to to win in the long term, to make and manifest the greatnesses inside of us, it starts with how we think. And again, it starts with play number one in the mental performance playbook because. We have to be aware before we can enhance. And so the client story that I'd like to share with you today is just often in general when I'm working with leaders, but specifically one of my roles over the last five years has has been to serve as the mental performance coach for Notre Dame football. And whether it's with the football team or with my role at Lippert as vice president of leadership and culture, a lot of places we start are personality assessments or profiles, not to box people, not to tell people who they are and who they will stay to be for the rest of their lives, but rather how to help people be aware of how am I wired and how does that impact how I'm showing up to the moment? And then specifically coaching leaders on understanding their people in a way that can help them communicate in, in, in a manner that allows that individual to truly be present, be poised, feel safe to actually come to that space and try to find their next edge of greatness. Because here's the problem or or the challenge, right? That a lot of leaders or coaches face is that often inadvertently our communication styles shut people down because we're wired a certain way. So we don't process information the same way that, that our people or our players, or our student athletes might. And so we shut them down. We keep them sort of in this box or compressed, and they get fearful of, well, I don't want to say the wrong thing, or I don't want to do the wrong thing. Or sometimes even more, it could elicit, man, screw this guy, screw this girl, right? They don't get me. You don't know me. And so when you say things to me, I can't hear that. I can't respond. I can't take your coaching. And so one of the things that, that we've done over the last several years, and again, that I do with all my clients, is in this session, we start with, what's your love language? And a lot of times, particularly when I'm working with, heavily masculine environments, right? Of, of hockey, of, of baseball, of football, in manufacturing, or in the financial world. When I bring that up of, hey, do you know what your love language are? People are like, listen here, lady, we don't talk about love in this environment, right? Like we're here to win. We're here to win ball games. We're here to we're here to win in the market. And so you want to start talking about all that touchy feely stuff, mm, I'm out. I'm here to win. And so that's also why the book is titled and why this season's titled Winning Your Mental Game because the reality of it is a lot of things that get in the way of winning are soft. And if we don't learn to talk about them in ways that allow us to deconstruct, to understand, to reposition, to navigate, we're going to actually lose. And so I'm not here to talk about this soft and fluffy concept of love, but I am here to talk about understanding how emotions and and how people feel cared for impacts their ability to really bring their full selves to moments, to try, to strive, to fail, right? And, And to move forward and get better through that. And so we always have our, our, we've had the last five years, our guys take the, the five love language assessment. It's been so fascinating what we've learned. And so if you're not aware, the five love languages is a assessment that you can take for free online, www5 It's the number five, lovelanguages.com. Gary Chapman did the research, wrote the book. And what he found is that across the world, regardless of age, demographic, professional life, People tend to give and receive love in one of five ways, acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, and the giving of gifts. And so we've had all of our student athletes, their freshman year, take the five love languages assessment. And a couple things have been interesting. One, just as just a side note of the actual client story I'm about to tell you, but it's been interesting over the years, right? We found that a lot of our quarterbacks tend to be words of affirmation. This is not 100% of the time. This is a generalization. A lot of our running backs tend to be physical touch. A lot of our offensive linemen tend to be acts of service. And so how we've leveraged this, right? I was watching, and practice one day, and it just struck me that this one player, every time their coach got on them, right, which I'm putting that in quotes if you're not watching a video of this, but gave them really direct and really critical feedback that tended to be more about who they were as an individual than what they were doing as an athlete, it shut them down their whole energy level changed, their eye contact started to shift, their ability to communicate to their teammates around them started to change. They started to get a little chippy, a little direct, a little short, instead of you know affirming, actually coaching and encouraging and directing, which is what we would want in that position. And so as I was watching this, it dawned on me, oh yeah this kid is words of affirmation and so I had a conversation with his coach after practice I said hey have you ever noticed that when you you know when so-and-so is is not having a great practice and you start to get frustrated and you really start to give him direct critical feedback that often that feedback tends to deconstruct and get of like well why can't you understand that why can't you you know um, make that read in the play and execute and all of a sudden he starts to shut down he's like yeah and then I get more frustrated and I start to get on him harder. And I'm like, exactly. And by period seven, or by the time we get to period 11 or 18, now all of a sudden it, this kid seems to just be going through the motions. And the coach was like, yeah, it, it frustrates the heck out of me. And I said, Hey, remember how I had the guys take those love language assessments and they're like, nod and sort of give me the eye roll because I still didn't understand the power of these quite yet and I said listen this kids this kids words of affirmation which means like when every time you communicate to him it carries more weight to him than it might an individual who is an acts of service love language or a physical touch love language, right? You think like, why can't it just roll off his back? Well, it can't because for a words of affirmation person, when you affirm them and let them know what they are doing well and why they are doing well and call out goodness and greatness inside of them, it fuels a flame, it gets them excited, it makes them more committed to you. It allows them to be the person that you actually want them to be in the moment. But at the same time, a words of affirmation person will take critical feedback, aggressive comments, direct comments, and feel like, oh my gosh, he doesn't like me. He doesn't want me to be successful. Maybe... He wants to see me fail. And it starts creating all of these questions and anxiety and stress and distraction in the individual's mind so that they can't show up in that moment and play free and fast like we need them to. So I challenged this coach. I said, hey, I want you to do an experiment tomorrow in practice. I want you to start early getting on them and just this kid and and see what happens. But then I want you to start to shift your communication. I want you to start crediting him for his strength. Say, hey, listen. I know that your strength in this moment is X. So when we call this play, let me see that come out in you. Now all of a sudden, this individual, he's getting praised, affirmed for his strengths and specifically in specific situations, he's like, and this is where it can come out. And here's how I can demonstrate that. And so it started to shift how that young man was able to hear his coach, how all of a sudden his brain started processing information, and therefore how it started driving his performance in the moment. So, my question to you is first of all, what's your love language? What are the things that people say or do for you? that fire you up, that make you feel genuinely cared for, that make you feel like you are seen and known and heard and allow you to feel free to be your best self in that moment? And then, what are the things that people say or do to you that shut you down, that make you angry, that give you a sense of insecurity? Because that can help you understand, well, what is my love language? right? And how do I react to that? And then my challenge to you too, as a leader is how are you communicating to your people? And when I say communicating, I don't just mean the words that you're saying, right? When our our coaches started understanding that we've got kids on this team that are all five of these love languages. So how do we communicate? Or we need to be high touch because they might be high touch. Or if we know that they're not physical touch, that that actually makes them uncomfortable. Like don't go wrapping your arm around them all the time. Right, but if they are, put your arm around them, communicate in ways that are meaningful. If they are words of affirmation, right, be very mindful of the words coming out of your mouth knowing that it is either going to breathe life into them or breathe death into them. And one way or another, we're gonna get performance. It's gonna be high performance or low performance based on that. So how can we as leaders and coaches actually adjust our communication style in ways that we know are meaningful to the men and women that we lead or that we serve as their coach as their teacher, as their parent in ways, again, that can elicit that greatness inside of them. So again, if I'm coaching a coach in that way, it's do you know your people? Do you know your kids in ways that you can communicate, make sure they feel cared for, make sure they feel safe, that they can really unleash who's inside of them and not be concerned about wondering if you like them or if you care about them. Right? Let's take that off the table. Let's make sure they know that so that they can just go out and do what they're there to do. Deliver their best when it truly matters. So I'm gonna read you a quick little excerpt out of our book of, of winning the mental game out of chapter one, right? If, if this is interesting, you're like, wow, awareness. I never knew there was so much to it. Well, there's more to it. There's a lot of science behind what goes into awareness. The book actually breaks down the five different aspects so that we can start to raise our level of awareness. It's not just understanding how we're wired. It's actually understanding nuanced elements of things going on inside of us and around us so that we can can make the necessary adjustments to be our best selves. But take a listen to to this paragraph and a half, if you will, on some of the fundamentals of awareness and why this is so critical to winning our mental game. High performers of any kind in any industry, profession, or business are always incredibly aware of all aspects of their body, their mind, their heart, and their environment. This heightened awareness makes them sensitive to the ways in which they need to adapt, improve, and recover, and it enables them to continue to perform at consistently high levels in any and all situation. This is what will allow us to suit up and show up for life with purpose, precision, and a clear-sighted understanding that we can and we must control and direct this product. The beauty of awareness is that it can meet you wherever you are. If you're already a high performer and you want to push your performance to even greater heights or you're relatively new to the game and eager to explore and tap into these principles, it all begins here. No matter your background, your profession, or your area of interest, our awareness is what makes us uniquely human. Awareness is the great equalizer. So I invite you to join us on this winning the mental game journey by doing some championship mindset training, right? Every episode of this 11 series podcast, right? 11 episodes in this season of the podcast mirror our 11 chapters in the book of winning the mental game. But the championship mindset training here is do the five love languages assessment. If you've already done it, think about where do my results show up in my life? Where am I winning my mental game? Because I am understanding and aware of my love language. So I am allowing people to fuel that in a healthy way but not allowing that to create a false sense of, of reality and relationships with people, but also how might I become more aware of how other people are treating me and maybe ways I'm, I'm starting to feel a certain way because so-and-so said X, right? Or you know, I walked by my leader in the hallway and they didn't say hi to me. Well, if you're a words of affirmation person and that absence of words could say to you, my boss is mad at me, my leader's mad at me. Man, no, he might not be mad at you, there might be a gazillion things going on in her head or in her world or something might've happened with her family before work. And so if we are aware of the fact that we are words of affirmation, it can help us not take things so personally sometimes and maybe extend the invitation to say, hey leader, is everything okay? Oh yeah, why? Well, you didn't say hi to me and I, and I don't wanna seem soft, but at the same time, I wanna make sure you're good. Now all of a sudden two things just happened. One, you checked in on your leader, but two, it raised their awareness to say, your people are always watching and feeling you. Be more mindful in a very loving and respectful way. So that's your championship mindset training. Make sure you know what your love language is and even more so, make sure you know how that's impacting you to show up and win your own mental game every single day in everything that you do from the locker room to the boardroom to the classroom to the living room of your homes. How is this impacting and allowing you to be your best self for the world? Thank you so much for tuning in today. Listen, if, if this is 2022 in the spring of it and you're listening to this for the first time, our book hasn't officially released. It officially releases on April 11th and we invite you to join us in a book buying power hour on April 11th from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time on Amazon. Um, but again, if you're listening to this at any other time, check out the book if you want more, but just tune into this season. Stay locked in because this is a playbook that will lay a foundation for you to truly, win your mental game. And please follow us on all the, all social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets, And then we're on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. If you tag us in any of this, we'd love to interact with you. Use the hashtag winning the mental game to just engage in dialogue around these mental performance plays. And I wanna hear, how is this impacting your life? How are you applying this to who you are and how you're showing up? Because this is what fuels me, right? But even more so, this is how we learn as a community literally around the world. We've got over 200,000 downloads globally that are thinking about how do I train my mind like I train my body, like I train my craft because the world needs us, ladies and gentlemen. It needs us to be aware of who we are and then to bring that so that we can make some positive changes in how our world is operating right now. So please follow us on all the social media platforms. Let us know what you're learning, how you're applying it, what's really standing out to you in this podcast series and in our book. And if there's anything we can do for you, from keynote speaking to your organization to one-on-one performance coaches with one of our performance coaches, please send me an email directly, drselking at selkingperformance.com. And then check out our website, www.selkingperformance.com for a lot of other free resources. Check out our team there. And again, uh, get in contact with me directly. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.